Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you're listening to Two Rope Wash Knobs, and we are on episode 37. What's up, man? What's up? <laughs> it's, go- it's going pretty good. It's uh, 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 I'm excited for this episode. This is technically, I guess this is technically our 4th of July episode. Yeah, we're recording this on uh, July 1st. Yeah. So happy, happy July. We're doing this for the, uh, what is it, the original Brexit. Brexit 1776. <laughs> The only one that matters. I will us. say there probably wasn't a vote that precipitated 1776. <laughs> I think it was a, a, a much more uh, Brexit via force. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's regardless. <laughs> that's that's regardless of the fact. But yeah, so we thought we thought it'd be fun to do like a Fourth of July themed episode because Michael and I are recording in the states, and so the general topic for the day after we get through um, some of our introduction stuff will be you know American watches you know the past history current american made watches things like that so uh, we thought that would be a lot of fun but um but there's some other things we need to get through uh first michael i want to explain to you i have no i have no hope for humanity anymore okay I'm, i mean I've, i'm 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 pretty close to that yeah I've, I've accepted it i i told you yesterday i was at taco bell right yeah so yeah. I, was, I was at taco bell at 11 30 at night on a friday so this is this is the drunk crowd you know what I mean? It's like a, it's like, it's like a half hour line. 11.30? These are the wusses, man. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? I don't know. They're, 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 they're in between, they're in between outings. I don't know. So I was, <laughs> I was there last night and um, I'm in line. And first of all, Taco Bell it used to be very cheap. I used to be able to find 35 cents in my couch and walk into a Taco Bell like a fucking baller. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but like it's super. Hold on, right now. Hey, psst, hey, hey. Whatever. Uh, if it dies, I'm good. Whatever. Um, no, psh, stop it. Fucking Jesus, stop it. Cats, cats being cats. So this is hilarious. My cat was eating something off the ground, and so to try and stop her, I kind of gently threw a bottle cap at her, and now she's eating the bottle cap. This is incredible. <laughs> She'll be fine. <laughs> So I'm in Taco Bell and it's super expensive now. Like I used to be able to find 35 cents and it would be awesome. But like I went and I got a cheesy gordita crunch and a chicken ghost up burrito. And it was fucking $9, $9 for two things at Taco Bell. Like I know you haven't been there in a long time, obviously, but when you were in high school and you went there, nine bucks is like a feast. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Like nine bucks would be a little bit too much to take there. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would be like too much food man oh, I, I don't need this much money I'm going to Taco Bell dude <laughs> and so um, I lost hope for humanity because I go to the window and I'm like oh I just remembered I have a $10 bill I have a $10 like paper bill in my wallet and I'm like Ooh. awesome I'll just I'll just use that instead of busting out my card you know what I mean <clears throat> busting out my credit card and taking 10 years to pay off this taco you know um so I get to the window and and the girl opens the window and she's super young, like in high school, and she puts her hand out. She's like, oh, you know, $9, blah, blah, blah. And I take my $10 bill and I put it in her hand. And there's a weird moment. She looks at the money and just like turns her hand over and lets it drop and like blow away. What? <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, "I, oh my God, that was money. And I'm like, yeah, chick, what the fuck are you doing? 
<laughs> Did you get it back? Well, she was, yeah, I got it back. But she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm used to people just handing me cards. And I'm like, it's been that long since you've seen paper money. You thought I just handed you like a used condom wrapper? Like, what did you think I put it in your hand? <laughs> and so she was like, oh, oh, and so she's like, I'll come outside. I'm like, no, 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 you just stay in there. You've, you've done enough, sweetheart. All right. <laughs> you've done enough. And so I got out of my car 1130 at night in like a half hour long Taco Bell line looking for my $10 bill. I'm like, man, this is not how I pictured it. You know what I mean? Did you, did you, did you have pants on? Yeah, I was wearing pajamas. Okay. <laughs> Because I've done pantsless trips. No, no, I'm always wearing pajamas, which for me is pantsless. I don't like, I don't, I wear my shirt to the beach, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't like, I don't like cursing other folk with the side of my body. That's my cross to bear. The side of me shirtless is my own problem. You know what I'm saying? So, so me in pajamas is basically naked as far as I'm concerned. My cat is having a field day with this bottle cap. Can you hear her going nuts on this thing? No, thank, no, I thank can't. God, man. Yeah, so I fucking I find them. I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, that's okay. Just please don't drop the next person's paper money. Like it's legal. It's legal tender. I swear to God. You know what I mean? Before you were born, and before your parents were ironically playing with Rubik's cubes, this is what we used for currency: paper. You know? <laughs> I was just. I have no hope for no hope for humanity anymore. Completely lost, bro. <laughs> I thought I was being efficient. That's the worst part. I thought I was being efficient by handing her cash. You know? Yeah, it's a, it's it's an alien concept now, I guess. I guess. I don't it's just but like is that no so what I'm curious about hold on. There you go. Ah, I got it back. Sorry, I'm really tired of here. She's like hockey pucking this 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 bottle cap all over the place. Um what I'm curious about is, is that purely an American thing? Like is legal paper paper tender just not is just that unusual in the rest of the world? Because here in the states, because I know we have a lot of viewers who aren't in the states, um, it's pretty rare for someone to carry cash on them. I feel like now. Mm. Yeah, it, it is rare. I mean, just from like my last trip abroad, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> like in in Holland and and Belgium, you just call the bank and you're like, "Hey, I'm here," and then you just use your card like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I didn't I didn't deal with like exchanging currency or anything like that, so <clears throat> yeah. Man, it's so it's just crazy. So I don't know. I just I, And now there's like Google Wallet and stuff like that for like yeah, there's phone. Apple Pay, there's Google Wallet. I mean yeah. I keep seeing I don't mess with any of that stuff though. No, that, dude that well, the, the 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 reality is and this is true of security, whether it's now with your credit cards or whether you're trying to barricade the doors from fucking Vikings in your monastery, like this is true from back then to now. The easier it is for you to access something, the easier it is for someone else to access that thing. You know yeah. what I mean? The yep. best place to hide your money is like walled up in your home where it would take you an hour and a half to get to it with like a pickaxe. That's the most secure way to keep your money because the harder it is for you to get it, the harder it is for someone else to get it. You know what I mean? Yep. I agree. So I don't do any of that Apple Pay garbage bullshit Google, I don't know, Google wallet yeah. stuff. So yeah man yeah, that, so. that stuff freaks me out i wish i wish we could just go back to this the single gold coin i forgot what comedian it was it was just like you pay for anything with like a single gold coin <laughs> like like the farthing like the like the the british <laughs> you farthing just, <laughs> you just you just walk in just walk in like swing through the doors and like you flick the single i think it was louis ck or something <laughs> <laughs> and and there you get like a drink you get a room 
you get uh you get a lady for the night <laughs> the single yeah. gold coin man yeah, the those, single those, gold coin those days are gone dude yeah yeah so but we are here to talk about watches we're here to talk about watches <laughs> incidentally the ga- girl cashier was not wearing a watch let's, let's bring it back i know right bare-wristed bare-wristed and incompetent if you're both of those things, you're basically just not really a person to me. Because you could be incompetent, but still would wear at least like a fucking G-Shock or or, yeah. or like a Michael Kors or a Timex or whatever. But if you're both incompetent and bare-wristed, that's fucked up, man. Do you ever find old... Fo- I, so I've found old photos of myself now, uh, bare-wristed, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> oh what are you doing? You it's like a know. bad haircut. You were so young. You didn't know, <laughs> man. You know? I don't even know who I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny but yeah I, I just I thought you'd get a kick out of that man nine dollars nine fucking dollars <sighs> but yeah so we have a lot to get to to this show um I have a couple shout outs that I'm really excited to do but should we do the wrist check before the shout outs or shout outs then wrist check we got an honor tradition let's do the shout outs okay let's get to the shout outs I have two yeah. shout outs I want to do and I'm really really happy um about both of these the first one is to Titillating timepieces. What's up, man? So for longtime listeners, titillating timepieces. I think is actually um, he was one of the first folks to win the thousand follower giveaway. It was him and Jared Wayne when we gave away those um, Seiko SNKs. Correct? Yeah, yeah it was so you. He found out that his uh, username was misspelled. Yeah. See, I feel like a I feel like a giant douche nozzle about that um, because I thought he knew it was misspelled. And so I made like a snarky comment like, oh man, he can't even bother to spell his name properly. I thought he wanted it to say titillating time Pisces, but he didn't. I mean, it's, it's possible. I, I, hey, man, did, but I we're, we're all friends. It's all and, good. And he was like, he, he was DM. He was like, oh, I didn't even realize. And I'm like, oh yeah. And then I saw he corrected it. And I'm like, oh fuck, he really didn't. I feel like an asshole. Dude, I'm sorry. Like if like if I was rude about that, I, I but hey, yeah. You type fast. You're on the phone. You know whatever. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. And also, thank you, um, titillating timepieces for I think dude, I think to date, I think he's used every single hashtag we've ever come up with on this fucking show, every single one. Oh, cool. Even Metallica hates watches. <laughs> they do. I think. I guess they do. I don't know, man. I feel James, like James told me. James James <laughs> Hetfield called you and he said, "Hey, Mike, yeah." I hate watches, you know, and your podcast and your podcast. God, I hope I hope James Hetfield, James Hetfield listens to the show and just hates every time he listens to it. I'd like to add him to the list of celebrity guests to record the uh, introduction. We, 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 we should actually have a conversation about our introduction, introduction music, because I think a couple people have been like, great show get a new theme. Like I think, of, <laughs> yeah. I think a couple yeah. of our iTunes reviews actually say like literally that. Yep. You know? One day, one day. <laughs> maybe, happen. maybe we can get Daft Punk to do us a new intro. Like a, like yeah. a, like a, like a 45 minute techno opera intro. And it'll, it'll cost like $1.2 million. Oh, we'll, we'll be paying it off for the rest of time, dude. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be paying off that theme song for the rest of fucking time. You know? So, so titillating timepieces. <laughs> yeah, man, titillating timepieces. Huge shout out to you, man. Not only for um, listening to the show, and not only for using fucking every hashtag ever, but he recently told me he was uh, accepted into watchmaking school here in the states, which is fucking awesome. I think that's so fucking badass. You know uh, I mean? Which which school? Um, I forgot to ask him, or maybe I did ask him, and he said, um, but um, I'm not sure if he's comfortable with me saying that specifically oh, on air. Yeah. I think he's in the East Coast, though. I think he's in Virginia. 
So Okay, cool. I know you got a lot of crazy cool options. I mean, in Virginia, on the East Coast, obviously, um, I mean, you're closer to Pennsylvania. You also have everything else up north, up in the New York area. You have, you have uh, down south here, the Hayek School. I know, didn't just last year, didn't Patek open up a school in New York last year? Is it Was it Patek or, or Vacheron? I'm I'm really not sure. Um, Might have been, yeah, I don't know. I think it was Patek. But I think that's incredible because obviously, so this is just also contingent on the American watchmaking episode. Um, watch servicers, watch, te- watch technicians, specifically, I mean, obviously in the entire world, but also in the States is at an all-time low. Like people are not going to these schools. They're not going to watchmaking schools. Because um, the thing is, at the same time, the commitment's also um, difficult. For most of the schools, it's a two-year program, unpaid, but it's also tuition-free. But you have to buy the tools. You have to buy the tools. I think the tools will range anywhere from like a thousand to five thousand bucks, right? Or am I am I am I out of my mind? I think it's closer to like five thousand. Oh, um, fuck that shit, dude. I'll just I'll, I'll just buy a Rolex and not go to school. Fuck that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But, but I, I think <laughs> I, I think you know probably most students will <clears throat> invest uh, in stuff like on yes, the higher end and of kind of keep it for life because that's a good point actually. You know, yeah, kind of with any any sort of craft that you do with your hands you know if you take care of your tools they'll they'll last forever you know yeah that, that's that's actually that's actually a good point you know yeah so it's just but so but making the requesting students to basically go to school full-time and not work for two years that's a lot to ask for especially in this country when i know a lot of folks that are like in my in my sort of age group and even like in around i mean most people in this country, realistically, I mean, they're doing the paycheck to paycheck thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I feel like in this country specifically, that's a huge roadblock to people <clears throat> going and taking the effort and going through these uh, uh, to enter these programs. So the titillating timepieces, I fucking love saying that name. <laughs> uh, he made it work. That's so cool. We're super happy for you, man. We're super happy to you track your progress. Everyone definitely follow him. I'm sure he's going to be. <laughs> Doing cool photos and things like that. He already actually does do really, really cool uh, shots. So, yeah, shout out to you, man. I know other users have talked to us about that. And I think it's something that's really important also. Um, when you have a watch passion, when you have a passion for urology, you can exercise and express that passion in much more, in many different ways other than just buying and collecting watches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is this this is the next level of titillating timepieces um, watch urology passion. He wants to make them. He wants to go. He wants to go to watch making school. He wants to be a tech. He wants to work for a brand. I don't know. I, I you know, uh, but that's just the next step. I, so I think that's I think that's really really cool. So huge shout out, man. <clears throat> yeah, dude. Congrats, Kong Kong Congarats. You remember when we always say that Congarats? Nope. Oh man, now I sound like an asshole, dude. Could you could have at least lied? Fuck, man. I'm sorry. People used to say conga rats, like conga, like you're dancing conga, but rats, like what I am, a rat, a conga rat. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Yeah, thanks, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Second shout out, really, really cool. This is in response. Um, this is kind of like a combined shout out. This is in response to uh, our last episode where we talked about Braymont. In that, um, you know, we brought them up and we weren't really sure if they had like an aviation history or what their kind of thing was. Because Braemont's a really interesting brand in that 
they're doing really cool stuff. I think they're doing fantastic stuff specifically also for British watchmaking. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But the prices, and we talked this, we were talking this in the pre-talk. The prices they're asking are really kind of like it's, it's know, rough. You're, it's rough. It's Rolex yeah. territory, as we've talked about for some pieces. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, but we kind of didn't really know too much about them in their aviation history, and so <clears throat> a lot of folks wrote in, and so um, specifically want to do a shout out to. I'm gonna fuck this up. I really should like guys. Seriously, if you DM us, just open with hey. Here's how to spell my username phonetically, and then you you, can... you want me to you want me to try to do it? It's da- like it, dance two one c y. But now what I'm trying to figure out is it dancey or is it dance two one c dance 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 to one c dance to one c dance to one c dance to one c is that how you say it? Maybe I don't know. Well, I don't know why I literally expected him to respond when I asked the question. <laughs> like <Yes. laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that's how you say it, dude. Oh, thanks, dance to one c. God damn it. Dance two one cy. So shout out to Dance two one c. Dance two one cy. Um, he DM'd us and was just like, "Hey, love the show." Um, he explained, and I didn't realize this, but apparently, um, I think the percentage breakdown of like the verticals across Braemont are forty to forty five percent. He said were for sourcing other brands with parts or for customizing parts. What was it? Did you uh, did, did you did you get a chance to take a look at that? Oh, let me let me pull. It up yeah, right I did, but I don't remember. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna but just a good portion of I guess what they sell is is like uh, personalized or custom. That's that's so interesting. Here, I got it. Yeah. I got it right here. Oh, good. I have no internet connection. Uh, can you hear me, Michael? <laughs> I can. I can hear you. That's, okay, that's surprising. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, forty to forty-five percent of sales go to custom-designed dials. Um, check out Bramont Military and Special Projects on Instagram and Facebook. They test their watches with adventures as military and special collaborations. So basically, they do a lot of just. Um, it seems like custom work for individuals and I, I asked him i'm like i'm like i'd never heard that is this something that's on the down low or something that just goes by word of mouth and he's like it's on their website it's publicly open it's just a matter of whether or not people find it and take the initiative you know what i mean so i had no idea that's that's so cool yeah you know so if if you didn't know that and you were in the market for something in like a specially designed piece and you didn't feel like going with the plain old regular stock off the assembly line Rolex GMT Master. You wanted something special and unique. You can go over to Braemont <laughs> and have one of these guys make you something, uh, you know, just for you. I, I, I'm not too sure, like, the level of specifications and, like, uniqueness it goes to. But I just thought that was really interesting that a major brand, because I would consider them as a major brand, is open with that kind of stuff. Because I feel like there yeah. are other brands that supply other brands with materials. And who well, also do custom shit, but they don't say anything about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, Rolex used to do that. Rolex used to be very open to doing, like, custom dials and stuff like that. Um, just jump. actually, right. <laughs> actually, this little vintage watch shop here, not too long ago, had one of the uh, Domino's uh, Rolexes with the Domino's Pizza logo on the dial. What the fuck? Who made that? Why'd they have that made? Uh, Domino's, like, used to work with them, and if you were, like, a, a manager of, like, you know, one of the chain locations and your sales exceeded, like, a certain goal for the quarter, uh, they would give you, uh, they'd give you a Rolex watch. I think it was, like, an Air King. Yeah. So, like, the cheapest, <laughs> cheapest model at the time with, like, a Domino's, uh, pizza thing on the dial. So, a pizza, yeah. a pizza I don't like on a watch I really don't like. That's a, that, that's a, <laughs> that's a double whammy right there. <laughs> yeah. 
I think my new grail watch would probably be the Playboy Lady Datejust. I can only hope that's out there. I don't know if that's out there, but if there's a custom printed like ladies Datejust with the Playboy bunny on it, I may. Are you googling it right now? I hear keystrokes. Uh, I am. I am. Um, don't see anything super apparent right now, but I mean, you never know. Mr. 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 Hans Waldorf, um, I assume you're alive and listening to our show. Can you make us? <laughs> He's super alive. Can you make us a custom ladies date just with the Playboy bunny on it? Tasteful. Tasteful, dude. You know what I mean? No, not <clears throat> unless you're John Mayer. Fucking didn't John Mayer's dumbass have them make like a Rolex Daytona with like Mickey coming out of it? I think he has a few. Like Mickey Mouse? Dude, fuck that shit, dude. I like Mickey Mouse. I like watches. Where's my fucking Mickey Mouse Daytona? <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, but that, that, was, that was cool to learn that about uh, about Braemont. Yeah, really, um, really cool. I, so. I didn't know. And I've been doing a lot of research into the brand recently. Um, you're you're into I, them. Or I mean, you want to like them, but you're finding it difficult because you're doing the... the, um, the what the hell is it called? The... Like the, the price, thing? the price, the bro, the broke thing, <laughs> <laughs> the broke watch snob thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're doing that, but you're also doing like the price evaluation thing. Like I could spend five to yeah. six thousand bucks on this, or I could spend five to six thousand dollars on the bot. Two hundred Timexes, throw yes. one hundred ninety nine of them off a bridge and just wear the last one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, yeah, yeah. Bra- Braemont, they they made they made a watch a while ago that I I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Is the uh, I think it was super limited. I don't know how many they made. It was the the Terra Nova, um, and it was like a like crazy GMT with like a compass scale and this and that. And I think it was um, I think it was Ben Saunders. He's like uh, he's one of their brand ambassadors. That you know he does stuff like uh, you know just he walks from one side of the uh, of of Antarctica to the other or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or like he just like. He goes from from one pole to the other or something like you know, I I don't you, know this. You know what bothers me about like guys like that and like the Bear Grylls guy and this Jamie not Jamie God I keep calling him Jamie Oliver this James <laughs> Jamie Madison guy is that they are strategically homeless. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and they'll be invited to do TED talks and stuff like that. <laughs> Dude, I could I could be I could wander around a desert my whole life too. <laughs> I could I could just walk around Antarctica without a home. It's just that I chose to be homeless in, like, a city. If I was homeless in, like, the Gobi Desert drinking camel blood, you know what I mean? I guess then I would be, you know, I would get I would get sponsored by Mr. F.P. Jorn, which yeah. I think is actually his name, right? I'm just like, the, I, I think that's the first owner name I didn't just butcher. That's that's his name. And his name his is actually F.P. Jorn. Francois or something, yeah. I'm not, I'm not calling him Francois, but F.P. Jorn, okay. <laughs> Francois. Super cool. That's just that's crazy, man. But yeah, so so you 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 want to like the brand? I think the brand also does reserve mad respect, though, for basically this, it was it was this past year they just opted out of going uh, to, Basel. to Basel. Yeah, it's expensive as hell, man. Yeah, no reason to go. In all honesty, it's expensive as hell. Attendance is down. Uh, they're cutting the number of days for 2018. So uh, why the hell? <laughs> you know? Perfect time for the two broke watch knobs to try and get there next year. <laughs> there you go they'll be desperate dude don't let anyone in <sighs> you know 
So, so yeah, so shout out to titillating timepieces. Congrats, man. Super cool. Wish nothing but the best. Keep us updated on how it goes. Take pictures. Um, thanks for the support. Huge shout out to um, Dance, Dance21CY, D-A-N-C-21CY, Dank, Dank21CY? Have I been saying, fuck, have I been saying it wrong? Are there two C's? I think we're fine. D- <laughs> we're, we're okay. Oh, I, I, I've been fucking it up. No, I haven't been. It's right. D-A-N-C-2-1-C-Y. Whatever, dude. We'll just we'll just tag him the show. We'll tag in the show. I'm sorry, man. Um, <laughs> sorry to you, Michael, and to Dance Dance 21-C-Y. Dance 2-1-C-Y. Mm. My learning ability is kicking in. I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. We're good. We're good. Oh, <laughs> did, oh should we talk about the giveaway? Speaking of, of titillating timepieces winning our 1,000-follower giveaway, should we talk about the 2,000-follower giveaway? It's a good time to introduce it. We're... we're uh... We might give away a watch. I might. I, I ordered it. It might come in, and I might keep it. So I don't know. Michael, please don't keep it. We have to give it away to people, like the nice people. Know. It's it's a nice watch, man. Yeah, I know. It's the, but the nice people. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the people listening. <laughs> we had to give it away to them. Yeah. So what's so the watch? What are we? What are we giving away? So we hit two thousand followers uh, not too long ago. Uh, Thank you, everyone. Quickly getting to three thousand, by the way. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, super I don't, cool. I don't, I don't so. understand what's happening. I mean, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have another watch giveaway three thousand. <laughs> but um, we've we figured that uh, this time around we'd give something away that's uh, maybe a little more special uh, for the people that kind of like listen to this show, and certainly a really popular watch that um, you know kind of transcends all circles of like watch collecting yes you know you you can you can see this watch in a collection next to you know like a 5512 rolex or or something you know the speedmaster and and this and that and it's the um it's the seiko skx 007 and um, yes pretty pretty proud to be be able to to give it away and uh you know part of the reason that we can do this is because of all the great support of the um you know the uh, Patreon um, kind of donations. Yeah. So thank you to thank you to everyone who kind of jumped on and uh, helped us out with that because you know when we kind of when we saw this kind of support, you know, we immediately just feel like giving back. And uh, this is kind of that first point where we can you know mark that reciprocating uh, appreciation. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the way it works. If if you go on Patreon and like you donate like $1 or like $4 I think is the suggestion. That's basically, I mean, you can look at it almost as like a raffle, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we're going to be doing these giveaways. And the only reason yeah. we're able to do these giveaways is because the support we see on Patreon. I mean, we want to keep doing it because it's just it's just I don't know, there's something just like I there's something almost selfish about doing a giveaway. I feel so good knowing that we've talked about the SKX, we've talked about it a lot. Um, people ask us questions about that watch all the time because it's one of those quintessential, like, am I ready to do this? Like, is this like is this watch right for me? Because like you said, it's one of those watches that just transcends all collections. It's like, it's, it's like the antique Volkswagen in every Ferrari collection. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's the Volkswagen bug. <laughs> <laughs> of like the Dubai car car collection world, for some reason that car is just like super appreciated by any car person. You know? Yeah, I yeah. feel like. And you know, if if you look at what it is and you compare something like the SKX to um, just something like um, like a no date sub, you know, you have um, you just have 
the vertical integration, you have mm-hmm. the in-house movement, you have kind of just the essence of the brand and, and kind of what they specialize in with the SKX 007 and same thing with like Rolex sport models. So really proud to be giving it away. And we're, uh, we're kind of making the uh, entry rules a little bit more simple this time around. If, if you want to tackle that. Yeah. So basically the way it's going to work this time is uh, the, uh, when you hear this episode, the entries won't be open yet because we're still getting all of the technical stuff on our side figured out. But for you guys, it's going to be super easy. It's not going to be easy for me to figure this out, but when I figure it out, it's going to work just fine. So basically, the way it works is if you want to enter to win um, the you know two book wash off two thousand follower giveaway for the SK the Seiko SKX 007, you go to twobookwashnops.com. You scroll all the way down to the bottom, and all the way down to the bottom, um, there's going to be uh, like a little thing to sign up and and uh, to sign up for newsletters. And so we want to start doing. Um, like a like once every two weeks. That's that, that, that that's what we agree on, right? Like once every two weeks, just mm-hmm. sending the nice. So yeah, because the thing is that what I what I hate what I hate the most about the internet, Michael, is not just the influx of just breasts and genitals. What I hate the most about the about the I I, I don't hate the breasts and genitals. It just distracts me from things I have to do. Like <laughs> you, you know, it's like oh oh I gotta go pay my bills. Mm, not for there's the next, a lot of that. Not yeah, the next hour and a half. You're not paying no bills. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're paying the sin bills, you know. What are you, <laughs> what are you doing, cat? Stop that. So, so what I hate hate about websites is when I go and when I'm scrolling down, I scroll down for two seconds. This pop up, hey, you want to sign up for a newsletter? It's like, dude, I haven't even gone on your fucking website yet. You know what I mean? Like, no mm-hmm. one wants to sign up for your newsletters. And I also hate that if there actually is something I want to sign up for, I get an email from them every single day. Every single day, I get an email from them. It's yep. like, dude, I don't even love. He- I don't like hearing from my loved ones every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why the fuck would I want to hear about you know new pillows you got in every fucking day? So we wanted to do the newsletter, um, but we wanted to do it right. So um, the sign up, it's not going to be a pop up. It's not going to be super obtrusive or invasive or any of the bullshit. It's going to be at the very bottom. It's just going to be entering your email. Um, I think maybe your name, so your name, or no, I, I, I'm going to have it just so it's your email and then you hit submit and basically what's going to happen is you will then get a confirmation email, which, uh, I'm going to have. So you just have to like click a link and just confirm that you did sign up just so like no one abuses it. And then that will basically enter you in, you know what I mean? So it's just, uh, it's an, it's, it's a newsletter that goes out. Once every two weeks, it's going to have cool stuff that we put on the website. It's going to have links to articles that we do, reviews. I'm even thinking about also integrating, like, within the TBWS newsletter, like, a user spotlight. So, like, sort of like the TBWS regram, um, whether we do on Instagram, a lot of our people, a lot of our folks, our listeners, aren't on Instagram. So, I want to try to do something um, outside of that. So, like, a listener highlight, almost something like that, on the newsletter. You know what I mean? So, just kind yeah, of cool. thinking about, just yeah, just some way to like include folks on there uh, as well. So it's not just us talking about God knows what. So, <laughs> da, da, da. so yeah, I, 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 I that's basically going to be it. So you know, you, uh, when it's when it's live, we'll let you guys know. You know. Um, We'll tell you on the show. We're still working out the technical details right now. It's going to be super easy. You go, you sign up, you confirm that you are cool with the newsletters, and then you'll be entered to win. I'll get a notification, so on and so forth, and that'll that'll be it. And then whoever uh, is in, like within the two-week block that we set, all people who sign up for email at that two-week block will automatically be entered, and we'll just randomly pick um, one of those users, uh, which could be you. I'm talking to you, listening right now. On the, on the bus, guy. on guy, guy or gal, on the bus. I have no idea. 
Um, so yeah, I think that'll be a lot of fun. I think it's going to yeah. be cool. I'm excited for the newsletter also because I just I just I like the idea of doing something like that. You know, so <clears throat> and also I mean at this point in time, this is also the great thing to kind of mention that right now in this stage. And really in all stages of TBWS growth, we want to be like just nimble and just, just flexible as hell for you guys because this we wouldn't be doing any of this if it wasn't for you guys. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have the venue in the forum to talk about my, my, my crippled emotions, my genitals, <laughs> and watches in the same episode if it wasn't for you guys. So if for some reason you're like, yeah, newsletter is cool, but two weeks is a little too much or like two weeks isn't enough, this is the time to let us know. You know what I'm saying? So, thoughts and opinions on that. Um, because we also wanted to, like I said before, you know, I didn't just want it to have to have people only on Instagram be able to enter. A lot of folks listen to us and they are on Instagram. So, this is your chance now, guys, to win the, the two book watch now, 2,000 follower giveaway for the Seiko SKX007. Michael, did I miss anything? Because I've been, I've been talking way too much. You, you, you bastards better hope I don't keep it. He's really gonna keep it, guys. Like he, he's super conflicted. I can, I can hear the struggle in his voice. No, know? no, we'll, 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 we'll give it away. It's fine. We're here, we're here to give it away. A watch, <laughs> a watch. I think that is. I mean, you said it best. It's iconic. That's just it, man. It's just, it's just iconic, and it has a place in every collection. So yeah, really excited yeah. about giving this one away. Um, and that's all I have to do to enter. Uh, when we tell you to go to the website, scroll away to the bottom. Sign up for newsletters. It's gonna right now. It's gonna be once every two weeks, but you know we'll get feedback on that, and then um, we'll let you guys know when the actual entries are open. And that's all you have to do to enter. Easy, easy peasy, easy breezy, beautiful cover squirrel or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, is that it? That's it. I think I think we can we can move on to the to the wrist check. I don't know what do- you're wearing. You don't know what I'm wearing. I, you have no idea what I'm wearing. I don't know what you're wearing. But wait, did you say you knew what I was wearing or did I mishear you? No, no, I don't know what you're wearing. Oh, oh okay, okay. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Uh, yeah, I, I, I can go first. Okay, go first. Um, simple, straightforward. Uh, I've been wearing this one a lot lately. Even even after getting the CWC in, this one kind of just like calls to me. Mm-hmm. Um, still, it's the uh, Citizen EcoDrive ProMaster Diver. That's such um, a great watch, man. Speaking speaking of like iconic watches like the SKX, that, that ProMaster Diver's not as iconic, but still a great value in the same family. You know what I mean? Yeah, this this watch has become the watch that I just like do stuff with. So like if I'm <laughs> yeah, like if I'm out for a run and I just want to like time how long I'm, you know, working out for, I'll, I'll you know, use the bezel. Um, you know, took it out on a hike not too long ago and actually just this past weekend the watch got its uh its proper baptism. Uh, in the water. So that was, oh, that's you, you. You went swimming, or you were washing dishes? Yeah, no, not not dishes. Uh, just proper proper uh, watch baptism. We we drove out to Seabeck, uh, uh, Washington, and we uh, got like a crazy trip. Like met up with a with a friend there, and um, when you live in Miami for so long, mm-hmm. and you like travel places that you've never been before, it's not that big of a deal. But when you do that here in Washington, you're going to like, you're going to end up on like dirt roads and uh, no cell signal or no GPS signal. And you're like in a little Honda fit and it gets kind of scary. Jesus. <laughs> so that's what Seabeck was like. And it was really cool. Um, it was, uh, we went, went to the uh, Hood Canal, which is just like this like beautiful spot with like houses on the water. We took like a little, 
little skiff out to like a bigger boat and just like went around on like a beautiful day and some little little beaches around and it was cool to get in the water and you know you're like swimming and you see like mountains around you so it was kind of nuts and very cool to do all that stuff with the uh the citizen on like a you know toxic um just like nato like the right the the regular nato that he makes and yeah so probably probably charge the watch up uh for like (laughs) i don't know what is it like i think it's i think it's six (laughs) (laughs) with all that sunlight i think a full charge at least on my orient um on my orient uh solar it's six months and so i think that's like the standard for solar solar watches solar quartz so Michael, if watching um if watching B sci-fi movies on the sci-fi network has taught me anything, uh when did you see the lake monster? Was it was it before or after uh you had you had your picnic? I assume it was you after. get you get the feeling that you will see some lake monsters. Actually we saw uh so it was also the first day of crab season, actually when we <laughs> okay. went out. So um the people that we were with kind of like pulled out like a so, you know, you just live there and everybody just like drops their cages and they like, I don't know, they like tie like a little like colored ribbon for the, you know, for the buoy and like the green ribbons belong to the Johnson family and the yellow ribbons belong to, you know, whatever. Right. And so they just, they just pulled a cage up and there's like a bunch of crabs in there. It was, it was insane. Uh, they were all illegal. So they had to throw them back. Um, oh, they're too yeah, small. I, yeah. So I guess we kind of saw some some lake monsters so hold on i i didn't know i'm having a i'm having like a hardcore city boy moment right now are there (laughs) are there crabs in lakes it's it's a canal it's a canal okay okay that's different yes that's different it feeds it feeds to the ocean yes 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 so it feeds in from like puget's it's like a basin of like puget sound okay which is like really like biodiverse and and i think if there have been like orca spotting is like in in the hood canal as well so um yeah you, you get some stuff there I don't understand like why you need like a like a cage to go crab fishing. Can't you just dive down there with a rock and just hit crabs and just like bring them up? They're not like <laughs> right? Or you just go down yeah, there with like a hammer and just like and just like have you know, have at e crab crab like folk? I don't know. You can. That sounds like a lot of work, but you can just drop a cage, man, and come back a few hours later and see what you got. I guess you could drop the cage, drink four beers, pull the thing up. You know, that's that's exact, that's exactly what the uh, captain of the boat did. That sounds really nice. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. Going down there, going down there and hitting them with hammers sounds like a lot. See, I would be the first dead caveman in like in like the history of like how people learn to use tools and things like that. I would have been the guy. I would have been the guy that like ate fire. Like, oh, dude, I'm cold. I'm going to eat some of this fire because fire's hot. You know what I mean? I'd be the dead caveman. <laughs> I'd be the guy whose death taught all of my village how not to do something. All right, guys, we all saw Cassim eat the fire. We saw. We all like I keep doing it. We all saw Kaz eat the fire. Don't eat fire. Oh yeah, okay. Don't eat. Yeah, don't eat fire. Don't eat fire. Yeah, we didn't eat fire. <laughs> um, and I I wore the citizen, and it was it was a that's nice, so cool, beautiful day. And that that's what I'm that's what I'm wearing now. It's it's hard to get off the wrist. You still uh so which which. Which toxic nano do you have it on? Is it like the single pass through, or just like a, like like one of like like the straight up just like regular ones with those with that cool hardware? Yeah, it's just one of the the regular ones with the uh, the nice hardware. It's just like a the gray one that he makes. That's so, so cool, man. It's nice, nice contrast between the gray and the blue. So that's what I why I like it on this one. Very cool. I'm happy. Sorry, I just burped. I'm just I'm just I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a mess. I'm happy you like that watch, man. <laughs> should, 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 should should I go? Yeah, yeah. What are you wearing? 
So unfortunately, I am not wearing the Rivka MTP1 prototype. Um, I basically, we are recording on July 1st, and so I, I had made a deadline for myself to finish the watch yesterday, which was the 30th. Um, and it was it was more of like a <clears throat> like a proof of concept, and I got to a stage where the concept that I had originally wasn't possible. So even though I'm not wearing the watch now, it was a good thing. I just had to change gears. But like, man, like in the moment, in the moment when you're doing, especially with this watch. So so what had happened was in the moment I had basically discovered what I was doing with the dial and what I was doing specifically with the hour hand just wasn't going to work. It's, mm. it's just so deflating. Like you get the sense that there's no more path to go forward on. It's just, it's so crushing, you know, but, um, it was one of those things where like, I took a step back, I took stock and I'm like, okay, I learned that this will not work. That doesn't necessarily mean nothing will work, you know? So I took a breather. I went to Taco Bell. I had the interaction with that cashier uh, girl <laughs> and, uh, uh, I reevaluated. So I'm going to get back to the drawing board. I'm going to try to have the prototype for next week. What I had to sort of rework, um, what was happening was the material, the durable material that I'm using for the dial in order to have it still work with the movement because we're dealing with really, really like thin, thin tolerances. In order for the dial to still fit with everything else and be the right width for that to work, unfortunately, the way the material works, it was basically see-through. Yeah. Mm. So it wasn't a solid color. So I'm like, okay, it's the right width, but there's not enough material there for you to see the solid color. You're just seeing through and seeing the movement, you know? Right. And that's not what I want. I don't want that. So I had to rework that. In addition, um, I was really trying to, I was banging my head against the wall to get this idea with the loom I had worked out and that wasn't working. So I'm reevaluating that. Um, what I can do to kind of give some flavor and uh, I want to start, Hopefully this week you'll see some write-ups on it. Um, I'm going to do something sort of like, but much more elevated and a little bit more um, more high design, something kind of similar to the Orient Disc. Michael, okay. Michael you, 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 I mean, you, you remember that watch, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. The hour hand is like a rotating disc, but the, hour ha- or the, the, but the minute hand has a regular watch hand. So I'm kind of playing around with something like that. But um, yeah, no, thanks for the support, everyone. Um, um, I'm just trying to keep the rhythm going. I'm just trying to keep moving forward. It was definitely deflating to not meet that like self-imposed deadline, but at the same time, it's all good because progress came from it. So definitely keep your eyes out. I was texting Michael. Um, I, I disappointed everyone. Everyone's going to be mad at me. And so uh, <laughs> that's not the case, dude. I don't know. It could be the case if you are out there and you are disappointed in me for not finishing it. I get it. I do. <laughs> I really do, man. You know, uh, so yeah, I am not wearing the Rivka MTP one, but I will be wearing it soon. My options are to finish that watch, or burn my burn the entire building down. Those are the options, and I'd rather okay. not burn my place down. So I'm gonna do the watch. That's a lot of work. I mean, really, actually, to burn a building down, Michael, it it really feels easy. It feels extremely <laughs> easy to burn it, right? It just it just seems to happen. Like you hear about it, oh, like, oh, you know, this building in you know in West Town burned down. Man, it just seems really easy to burn something down. Sure. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's just my perspective on it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, what am I wearing? I'm not wearing the Rivka MTP one. 
I will be wearing it soon. I thought it'd be fun for this wrist check to mix it up. I am actually wearing my brew watches, uh, black brew quartz chronograph. I have not worn this watch in a while, and it's fucking, yeah, it's been a while. It's such a cool fucking watch. I love this watch. I I have a I have this really weird affinity that kind of sprouted organically for quartz chronographs. Um, and this thing sort of helped me realize that. And uh, I love it. It's um, So for people who don't know, Brew Watches, um, it's, um, they're based out of the Northeast area, New York, New Jersey. And uh, the watches are really, really cool. It's sort of in line, I guess, with sort of with the topic. It's, I feel like, a very um, American aesthetic brand in that it's a, it's a brand that really takes its design cues from coffee culture. So specifically like coffee cafe culture. And so the first release um, from my understanding is that uh, it was these quartz chronographs. It's a uh, square. It's really, really cool. It's very, it has almost like an espresso machine vibe, but less steampunk. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. yeah so I, I see, I know exactly what you mean. Also, really, really just fantastic about what John's doing at Brew Watches is um, the guy, his marketing is incredible. You know what I yeah. mean? It makes all, all of the imagery, everything, the content on the site, whether it's the Instagram, it's, it's just beautiful. Like pristine, <laughs> pristine, man. It, it's so <laughs> funny because it literally, every time I see like a picture of his from Instagram or if I'm on his website, I'm like, man, I just want to put on my fucking Black Brew Chrono, my Black Brew Quartz Chrono and drink coffee. Okay. it's <laughs> yeah, 11 30 exactly. at night and i could totally go for a cup of coffee right now <laughs> yeah yeah so it's really 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 good i really like it a lot it's it's um it's a fun watch so i'm wearing that now um he also has um his latest release is the hp1 automatic so Beautiful. it's a cool three-hander it uses the seiko or the hattori um nh35 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i believe it's the nh35 Really, really cool. It's also a square watch, but it's a bit uh, different. It has an absolutely insane dome. The dome yeah. on this thing. It's squarish, but that dome is such a like prominent, you know, structure. Yeah. <laughs> that it like offsets like the square shape for something like like really unique on the wrist. Really, from what I can tell, I've never. Yeah, I think you tried one on at some point. Yes. Um, but yeah, they, when they we were, look they look fantastic. It's, it's one of those watches that when I first saw I was like, ugh. But I, <laughs> I see more and more photos. And it looks it looks really cool, man. It's beautiful. It's really cool. It's so um on John's personal Instagram, he does a lot of uh New York uh, City like architecture photography. And so there's something very almost subdued architectural about the HP1 automatic. It's that dome, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It almost looks like the dome you would see on like a building, like on not you know, not not, you know, not the capital. Um but like something like that. So it's really cool, but it's it's it definitely worth checking out. We'll we'll throw the link up in the show notes. But that's what I'm wearing now. I met John last time we were in uh last time I was in New York for uh wind up. Really hoping to run into him again uh this year. His mm-hmm. brand's been growing, you know, every month that um, I kind of keep an eye on him. So that's really, really cool. Super yeah. nice guy. If you've been on the fence about any of the watches, uh, reach out to him, ask him questions, talk to him. He's super open, super nice, really, really cool guy. And uh, if you're in the New York area um, during windup, I'm sure he'll be there or anything like that. So, so yeah. But that's what I'm wearing right now, and um, it's just kind of, just kind of cool to wear this watch. You know, I, you know, it's funny. This is actually, I think, the only watch I'm not taking the strap off of yet. Uh, you know, I don't think I don't think I would. <clears throat> it's so perfect. 
Like yeah. I, I, I don't know. I've seen, I've seen this watch on other straps, and people are really into swapping out the bracelet on the HP One automatic because the HP One comes with a bracelet. So I see that. Well, he's also well, he's also offering um, suede straps now. I think it's oh. 20, 20 millimeter, twenty two millimeter suede straps. So a lot of folks are putting that watch HP One automatic on suede. But for this uh, black brew quartz chronograph, I'm just keeping it on on this strap, man. It's just it's. It's the full package and it's perfect, you know. Yeah, yeah. They, they um. There's also like a worn and wound edition. Yeah, um, I don't want to talk about they, that. Okay. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so goddamn it, Michael. Yeah. So he uh, he recently did a collaboration, really cool collaboration with worn and wound, in which he released a piece. It doesn't come on a bracelet. It comes on a strap. It's a black case, and the dial is almost like a. It's almost like a mahogany copper dial, but it's textured. It's textured in like concentric circles. So yeah, it's, it's like snailing. Really, I think I think that's what they call snailing. I, sna- I have no idea. I'm not. I, I don't know the technical term, but it's 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 really um, the difference that would kind of set it apart from the original HP One line is this one one uh, collaboration. It's very. It has a lot of visual texture going on. It's really yeah. cool, man. It's a it's a it's a very very fun watch. I don't want to yeah. bring it up, but now we had to bring it up. It's a nice watch. <laughs> it's very, very cool watch. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, that like you said, a uh, really good, um, good company to tie in the uh, the main topic as well. I th- I think they're um, is there kind of like overtly like American made uh, messages in you know in their stuff or, or not really within in brew watches the only thing that i would say is there's something specifically like there's like a very distinct american coffee culture american coffee cafe culture in my in my opinion you know what i mean um this sort of kind of um it doesn't take itself too seriously it's very well put together but there's still just something extremely fun about it and i feel like that really embodies like like just like a cool coffee cafe, you know. Even though we don't really have any here where I live, I have seen pictures of them on the internet. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so anything specifically American, well, it raises the weird discussion. Well, so, so first of all, Michael, happy Fourth of July week to you. Happy Fourth of July week, yeah. It was. I think it was important to do this episode because, I, as I said before, Michael and I, you know, um, we're from the states. We're from the United States. Our parents, technically, I'm not technically aren't. Our parents aren't from here, but we were born here. Um, I'm super proud to have been born in this country of all the things in my life in which I had no control over, like what I looked like, uh, who my parents were, (laughs) how my brain worked. The one thing I'm happy I had no control over and I'm really happy the way the cards were dealt is the fact that I was, I was, I was born here in the States. And so it's just, it's one of those things where it makes me wonder why why don't we see more like purely American watch companies? So like your question in regards to brew watches, brew watches is an American company. Yes. But and I can make this argument for a lot of I mean, I think basically every micro brand, would you constitute a company that is owned in America but has manufacturing um fulfilled elsewhere as an American company? An, an American brand, an American or, or logical brand. I wouldn't. Which doesn't necessarily say it's a bad thing, so I don't want you to interpret it as a bad thing. It's just I wouldn't say it's an American watch. I think it's an American design aesthetic, the brew watch, but I wouldn't call it like an American brain. Does that make sense or do I sound like an asshole? No, no, no. I, I understand what you're saying, but <clears throat> I, I think I think the uh, part of the issue when approaching the idea of made in the USA or American made, there's such a there's such a high degree of pride 
uh, be behind the, the statement, but the the way that our culture has shifted from well, not not just our culture but our economy, the way it's a sh- shifted yes. from a, a manufacturing kind of economy to like an economy of like consulting and services. Like it's just it's almost like that idea. It's hard for that idea to exist in in today's America. Yes, I you, you you said it perfectly. I'm so happy you brought up the thing as well. I think what's because in the past there were American brands, and when I say American brands, there were brands that were yeah. designing watches here, that were making the parts for the watches here, that were employing uh, uh, Americans to make the watch parts here. You know right. what I mean? And it's yeah. it's to that point where we've gradually shifted away. Um, from a culture of 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 not manufacturing uh, to more, like you said, I I think I, I think consulting. I like to think of it as the idea people. You know what I mean? Right. We somehow yeah. became the idea country, and we just looked to other countries to make the stuff for us. You know? Exactly. We we which kind is, of run which is really on weird <laughs> providing services, be them be it like financial or IT. You know, stuff that can be done from a desk through the world wide web. Yeah. <laughs> and like. And the, the, it's, so that's it's not, hard. That's it's not, hard to be a, a manufacturer, a U.S. true U.S. manufacturer, hundred percent. Also, to like you're essentially a dinosaur. Yeah. Um. If if you still do that, I I think about my dad all the time. You know, my dad, he he has his own business. It's super small. It's like two employees and him. Yeah. And it's super specialized. He produces like aluminum, uh, like louver windows and hurricane shutters and stuff like that. And the reason he survives is because he's the only person that does it. <laughs> like he's the only person that makes these products a hundred percent by himself in the U S and he's got like a same Rolodex of like customers for like 30 years or something. I should be the and, only shoe shiner in Antarctica. I think that's the only way I'm going to make a viable business. If I'm the only shoe shiner in Antarctica, shining all those Soviet scientists shoes. <laughs> I don't know if the shoes are that nice. And I don't think they're called Soviet scientists anymore. That was a brain fart. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> well, maybe they are. Maybe they, maybe they didn't get the memo. They might not have gotten the memo up there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So then e- even if it's just for something like, uh, you know, I don't know, if you're if you're a USA, like, leather company or you're making leather goods and stuff like that, how hard is it for, like, a, like a watch company? Well, here's the thing. The, the problem is, and I think it's it's the economy – which really prevents someone from saying, I'm going to make a 100% American-made watch because it gets to the point where you're just like, hey, man, certain things... So this is, I guess, like I don't know if it's like a world problem or specifically an American problem, but just the cost of living in most areas in the States um, is so high. This is actually also related to the watch school thing. There's almost no opportunity. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, how the fuck are you supposed to be like, oh, I'm going to... Uh, make an A to Z watch company and probably be at a loss for the first five years. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, so it, it's one of those things where if you start that process and you start crunching numbers, you're just like, well, it just makes more financial sense to me, for me currently as like a modern American, to just have the idea here and then just have it fulfilled overseas, especially if there are companies in Europe and in Asia who have outfitted themselves literally to do to create your watch, like mm-hmm. just like through emails and maybe like one visit, and they'll send you a prototype and you like it and they'll fulfill it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah. So no, it's I, just I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's it's it, but 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 here's the thing. Also on the on the on the weird flip side, let's say you say fuck it, I don't care how much it costs. I'm going to make a completely American-made watch. Well, then you have RGM, who charges a lot of fucking money. <laughs> Those watches aren't cheap, man. So we have okay. So we have RGM, but yeah. maybe because because they they exist uh, at such an extreme of of this conversation. Uh, I mean, who would you say kind of as a watch brand like? throughout history embodies the american watch brand because i think at least for me it's timex yeah oh, no, yeah i was gonna say timex without a doubt yeah there there are a couple others there's takes you know, a licking and keeps on ticking exactly yeah yeah hamilton <laughs> there's um, hamilton yeah for some reason every time i think of hamilton i think of like the midwest and i have no idea why i don't know if that's <laughs> even correct or anything but every time i see like a jazz master or i just see a hamilton I'm like oh yeah yeah midwest why I don't know why the Midwest. And, and and as proudly American as those companies were at one point, can we just for a second discuss the sad and weird situation um, that is their existence today? <laughs> it's been, particularly Bulova, um, you know, who was founded in, in New York City. Yes. Um, as, a, as an American brand, uh, crashed, became Swiss, and is now owned by Citizen. <laughs> so... <laughs> So like what what's happening there, you know? Well, it sounds like their dad was in the army. First of all, you know what I mean. They just <laughs> right. traveled the world base to base. Oh, I'm a Japanese, Australian, Swiss, Belgian citizen. Oh, Jesus. Okay, <laughs> that's cool, bro. Yeah, it's it's yeah. well, it just I don't know. It's it, I don't know. It just it's just it's just interesting to me. I think maybe the reason why a lot of these companies that were American and are now Swiss are gobbled up by the Swiss is because. I guess technically, unlike, um, you know, Switzerland, America doesn't have a history of like uh, uh, miniature tinkering, miniature mechanization in it. There's no history older than like I guess 150 years, unless I'm mistaken, about like watch making here. Like if it was more ingrained in our culture, I think more people would maybe. Or more brands would kind of see more uh, uh, of like a cultural preservation in it. Because for the Swiss, regardless of the fact that they're going down with that fucking ship, they see it as part of their culture. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's and not the case. They're always going to hold. No. Any any kind of like mass, um, you know, kind of activity centered around uh, American manufacturing, at least when considering our history here is, you know, in response to, you know, global unrest. So the huge surge in American manufacturing for, you know, a war effort or something like that, uh, which I don't even know much about. But off the top of my head, I, I don't think much of our manufacturing culture here ever centered around, um, you know, watches, really. Maybe no. pocket watches. I don't know enough about pocket watches, actually, to, to comment on that. But that, that could be a possibility. Well, I can, I, as we were saying in the pre-talk, I can tell you right now, if it weren't for American pocket watches, we wouldn't have, or we wouldn't have had a Soviet watch industry. Oh, so that, that manufacturer was mostly pocket watches then? Yeah, the, the Duberhampton. The, the Duberhampton um, size 16 movement. So um, for any of you who haven't read the Soviet watch kind of series I'm building on the website, shame on you, read it. Actually, don't read it. It's not very good. <laughs> Shame. <clears throat> uh, 
I basically spelled out. I have to clean it up. I, I'm not. I, I, Michael, you ever do something? Put it out there. Go back to it in a week and be like, oh, what was I on? Like, why yes. would I? Why would I put this out for public consumption? Yes. <laughs> yes, that's how I feel about my first Moscow Watch Factory piece. I like my Vostok piece. I, I'm pretty happy with that, surprisingly, which is incredible because I had the self-esteem of you know crumpled paper. You know what I mean? I am not happy with my first Moscow Watch Factory piece. So, so basically, um, a really, really short aside, uh, the Soviet watch industry um, only exists because of a small manufacturer of watches called Duberhampton in Canton, Ohio. So what happened was when uh, the Soviet Union became the Soviet Union and when they basically ran out of materials they'd already bought from other countries before the Bolshevik Revolution, they needed to make watches. Well, the problem was political turmoil and just economic competition. No other European country would give them the materials or the equipment or even the education to make watches. It's like, oh, you mm. want to make watches? Well, here's a middle finger. Go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> that's basically it. And so it's like, okay, fuck. We don't, what are we going to do? Around that time, Duberhampton was making pocket watches, specifically, I think, like their main one. And this is the one that actually, you know, ended up being like not not famous but well known for Russian watch collectors was the uh, Duberhampton type size type size sixteen movement, really really cool. You'll notice it in pictures immediately once you once you cut the the uh, the, the the balance wheel has this like double forked bridge thing going on. It's really really cool when you when you see okay. it you you you'll 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 never unsee it every time you see it. But basically what happened was they had to sell their company in Canton Ohio Duberhampton and. Um, they were very fucking surprised to hear that Russia would love to buy their company because no one else in the world <laughs> will sell them shit. So, so, <laughs> so Russia, the Russian government came, they bought the machines, they bought the patents, and they paid for 22 workers to come to Moscow for a year and to teach the Russians. And so they, the, the, the first watches in Russia were built off of American pocket watches. You know, or, or yeah, American pocket watches and Duberhampton. Uh, and Duberhampton and Canton, Ohio. So and American so, American machinery. American machinery, yeah. Those are those are right. American machines, you know. And um, it's possible. No, they aren't. They, they stopped using them in the eighties. So that's also incredible. They use those shits from like the thirties to the eighties. <laughs> they stopped using them uh, about thirty or forty years ago. But it, it's just, I don't know. It, it's. It just kind of bothers me because if there is someone in America and they want to do a purely American-made watch, they're going to run into the roadblock because it is a roadblock of saying, well, it's cheaper if I just do it this way. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, of course. You know, especially if you're if you're going to invest uh, time and money into a new business. And, you know, there are cheaper and more practical ways of, you know, starting a brand. Than, right. You know, why not go there? and. And because kind of, kind of make it American made, you know, well, and, be, um, and because and because watchmaking isn't a part of American culture, you will always defer to whatever that less expensive option is. Whereas in Switzerland, they'll pay whatever the hell it takes to have Harry Winston make a flying tourbillon or whatever but the fuck it's, it is. You know what I'm saying? It's weird, though, because I feel I feel like a lot of brands, be, be it like American or British or from germany or wherever they'll start a brand and then because there's so much value attached to it if it's a german brand or a british brand they'll still they'll still try to justify stamping swiss made on it somewhere because that just sells more 
Of course. Um, well, yeah, yeah, well, well, that's the thing also. Just, it's just, and I know it's unfair of me to call this out, but when you start a brand in this country, you're only worried about sales. Yeah. Which, I mean, some people are just like, yeah, why the fuck else would you start a company? I don't fucking know because you love something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you have a passion for something. That's yeah. sort of what's happening right now with, 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 if you don't mind me talking about Rifka watches, because I, it didn't even occur to me until I think watches off was just like, yeah, man. And you can technically tell people, you know, it's fully made in America. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even, I literally didn't even think of that. Like that was the last thing on my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah. using a Russian movement because I just, I just think the Vostok 249 is a fucking awesome movement. Um, it's well, it's it's one of those things where I'm not worried about like selling the watch. I'm not worried about like profits or things like this. This is just the next step in my urology passion. My urology passion evolved to a point where I will no longer be satiated by saying, "Oh, I like that watch. I'm going to buy that watch. Awesome!" Like I'm like I I I. It's like Cleopatra. You know what I mean? I will be hungry most where I'm satisfied. Like if I keep buying watches, I'm gonna keep getting hungry. You know what I mean? So it just it it, it got to this. I'm, I probably butchered that quote, so I'm sorry, guys. If there <laughs> if there are any Shakespeare scholars out there, I am mad sorry. All right. I don't I don't know. <laughs> she make uh uh she she make hungry she make us most hungry where she's at. It's some bullshit like that. Don't ask me to do the 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 Horatio more things than you see in your philosophy quote because I will also butcher that. All right. <laughs> Oh my god. So it's just it got to the point where I'm like, okay, my passion, my natural inclinations are telling me I need to make a watch. And that's that's it. I wasn't thinking about starting a brand. I wasn't thinking about, you know, you know, sourcing, manufacturing, whatever. I just wanted to make something. And I feel like it's very difficult for that to happen in an American brand because you have to worry about those practical concerns. You know what I'm saying? Like does that make sense? Uh no yeah it makes sense. I feel like and we talked about this in the pre pre uh, pre discussion. I feel like though, I would count Orion watches as an American brand because even though his some of some of his manufacturing is overseas, he's working super fucking hard at doing it all here. I know for a fact in the next two or three years he wants to do a fully American made movement. That's you know I mean? that's hard because it's very hard. But I think if I mean, anyone can do it, I think I think Nick from Orion can do it. I really do. Yeah. So I, I mean, I would say that American movement manufacturing right now is just completely crippled. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't I don't know the specifics behind RGM. Uh, like that's that's just a brand that is so expensive. I don't even pay attention to their developments, even as exciting as it may be to have an American movement. It just it doesn't make sense to me. My know? understanding is that their higher end movements are American made. Like it's my, I, I was having a conversation with this guy about this. Like they have a small workshop. I think it's out in Lancaster. They have okay. like a lathe. They forge everything. They do that. But they do also have, as we talked about pre-doc, um, ETA, ETA powered watches for the low, low price of $3,000. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, so where where is the big roadblock? Is it in designing the movement architecture? Is it in um, the roadblock? Is economically it makes more sense because that's that's the thing. Also, you have to not make sense. It makes more sense to have manufacturing done elsewhere because that's unfortunately become like the Western trying trying to say this in like the least. The least weirdest way possible. <laughs> yeah, I get you. It's I become get, like the, the, the like the Western consumer paradigm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, like, no, we, yeah, we, I, I we have the idea here. We have someone else make it. We have another country make it. Another country who we think they don't have good ideas, but damn it, they have factories and they have 12-year-olds who don't mind inhaling aluminum dust. We'll have them make the shit and then we'll bring it here and we'll sell it. Yeah. That's the roadblock because of that um, traditionally used paradigm of manufacturing and consumerism. You know well I mean? then, Whether, I, I would say I would say American watchmaking is pretty pretty damn depressing. Then, yes, no, it's extremely depressing. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it's so. No, really, that's why it's so upsetting that my if I really want an American watch, my options are RGM, which is yeah. literally more than my wedding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or um, we I I always mix them up, Michael. It's Weiss. It's Weiss. It's a Weiss or Weiss. I think it's Weiss. Weiss. Yeah. Okay. I don't I, I don't know I don't know how you pronounce it, but yeah, Weiss. They're out in. Where is he? Is he uh, LA. 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 Okay, LA. Yeah. So Weiss, but well, now here's the thing. Weiss doesn't make his own movement. No, he does. He assembles. So you were, so if anyone has any information on, on this guy out there uh, in, 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 the, in the West Coast, that'd be awesome. My understanding from what you explained is that he gets the parts for manual wind Edda and he puts them together himself. Yeah, it's the caliber ten oh three, and I'm not sure if that's like a, like an internal that. internal name or something. I I think there's some kind of hand wound uh, Edda movements, but he does. Um, I think he fully assembles the movements here. That's so you know? cool. See, that's badass. You know what I mean? So the stuff, so the stuff is pretty, pretty limited. I would say, or at least um, maybe the latest ones where he does this, uh, the uh, the automatic issue field watch. Um, I think so is he is he making the cases himself as well? I'm really not sure. So we design and hand build traditional timepieces with mechanical movements by hand in Los Angeles, California. Each timepiece is individually <clears throat> assembled in America. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's he's he's a really dedicated guy, and and I like the stuff. The designs are actually very American when you think about like kind of older you know military watches. They look they look very cool. Well, here's um, here, well here's the thing also like let's let's just say for some reason there is a culture of american watches for some reason in my brain those all look like shinolas <laughs> dude i don't even know what a shinola looks like it, they look like old world war one trench watches dude they look like okay. radium they 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 they, they, have, they like they look like radium numerals like, yeah yeah you know what i'm saying like they all for some reason when i think american watch i think of like those things. So, is that what these vice wa- or vice watches look like? Yeah, they look kind of like military, like field watches. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's just interesting. I mean, so you would have to have someone like Nick from, like Nick Harris from Orion Watches. Shout out to Nick. I don't know if you, I don't know how, I don't know how much he listens to this show. But, uh, <laughs> if you're listening now, dude, shout out to you. What's up? Um, definitely check out Orion Watches. Anyone, uh, if you're in the market for like something really really unique with a lot of care put into it that's not like everything else you know yeah um you, you, you he's putting himself in a position and he's he's seems pretty adamant about this about doing everything here in the states you know i i i i think it'll be interesting to keep an eye on him you know it's funny i you you brought it up you brought it up a little bit ago even if there's a company an american company here and some stuff is done here, and some stuff is done elsewhere. They bust their ass to have made in or like Swiss made on the dials. You see, I mean, like that, that, like that was your point earlier, right? Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't get it. 
I, I don't get it at all. Like if you're, if you're, you know, and I, I take Christopher Ward, for example, you know, if you're, they say I'm, Swiss like, made on them. Yeah. Like why? I mean, British watchmaking is in like, kind of like an attempted Renaissance right now, you know, like why, why are you going to do that? You know? <laughs> well, so, so here's the, the, uh, 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 uh Perceived consumer value is that the best watches are Swiss. I've had that conversation with so many people. When people, I'm also, also just as a side note, if you beat me on the street, don't ask me what I do. I don't know how to answer that question, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've been meeting people and they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm homeless. I'm strategically homeless, all right? I'm like Jamie Oliver. I'm like, not Jamie, I'm like Jamie Madison. Actually, Ma- Madison. Um, <laughs> not actually Madison. That's a very different website. Don't go to their website. So no. I tell them, you know, oh, you know, I'll watch podcast and I'm making the Rifco watch at the MTP one, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, 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 the watch conversation will always will always go to like something about Swiss watches. You know what I mean? So or, the, or Rolex. Which is a Swiss watch. Yes. You, yeah. that, that or Rolex. You know what I mean? And so I feel like to the, I don't want to say uneducated consumer, but to the general consumer, the person whose shopping cart will have a Rolex and a sweater in it. Swiss watches are the best. So mm-hmm. is it possible then that when someone has a watch company and they just put Swiss made on there, they're just trying to appeal to the most people? And yes. if that's the case, is that wrong? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the case. And yeah. I, at least I think it's wrong. I think I think obviously everyone's inclined and have their own right to run their business however they want. But I feel like you... Um, if you make a watch, if you're, if you, if you're a British company... And the majority of your watch is really made in 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 somewhere in, in England. You just put it on the dial, man. Own it. Like make it a part of your culture. Like because then yeah. th- then you bridge the gap from from a business with passion to a business with numbers. I think maybe that's the issue. I think there needs to be someone in America who who has this idea of like a business of passion. It's like, dude, I'm just gonna make this thing, like like, uh, and I'm just gonna I, I'm not gonna worry about like logistics or how how the, it's the easiest way to do it i'm just going to do this thing I, I i think that's like maybe we're missing that like for some reason our manufacturing culture has lost that you know what i'm saying well as 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 much con- controversy that yeah, as surrounds them you, we talked about Ginault. i think that's how you say Ginault. yeah if um, anyone knows how to say that <laughs> name uh let us know what's up mr mr herbert Ginault, if you're listening <laughs> yeah when you. that when that watch came out and still you know if you if you kind of search for that watch on forums and stuff it's totally a shit show um you know people have very strong opinions about it and you know i i don't think the communications yeah i don't think the communications uh, are that clear you know from the brand um but the dial does say hand built in america or something like that and uh, i'm not exactly sure how true that is uh with with the movement and stuff like that but i'm certainly interested in uh learning how american made the cases or the bracelet and, and things like that right you know because that would be progress of, of, of some kind, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I, it's 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 something I hope to see some change in. I mean, I I don't. I do you remember a while back, Shinola? So sh- sh- I don't know if it's Shinola or Shinola. Whatever. I'm gonna say Shinola. Um, <laughs> I think they either got in trouble or they're just about to get in trouble a few years back because they were putting um, "Made in Detroit" on their watches. So just yeah. to clarify. Those watches are not made in Detroit. They're assembled in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it was I think it was New York Times that kind of like uh, yeah. bashed them about that. 
I think actually I think you're right. So they're they're assembled in Detroit uh, because the parts are brought in from I think it's technically Japan. I can't remember. The parts yeah, are brought really in from sure. somewhere somewhere in Asia and they're assembled here in yeah. in Detroit. But what but what's interesting is so now here's what's interesting. We have identified that there are people in America who prefer to buy a wash that says Swiss made. They were doing that built in Detroit or that made in Detroit thing because they recognized there was a segment of the market that would react on that and they did. Like yeah. I was I was having I used to I before like two or three jobs ago, um I was working at a place and um I mentioned watches because that's all I talk about anymore. Watches and genitals. I was talking to this girl. I was not talking about my genitals with this girl, don't worry. And I mentioned watches. She's like, oh, yeah, I was looking at one of those Shinola watches because they have them in, like, um, Nordstrom's. If you go to, like, a Nordstrom or Nordstrom rack, you'll see them there. And she's yep. like, oh, I just think it's just so badass that it says, you know, like, like made in Detroit on it. And I'm like, huh, okay. So there are people out there who would prefer to have something that said made in – well, I guess – well, now we're getting weird. Now we're getting into, like, Detroit hipster culture. Well, it's 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 USA made. It's I think it still falls within the pride of owning I, something that says made in the USA. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't. RGM says made in Lancaster, right? Or made in Pennsylvania, or some something shit. like that. And, and you know, with Shinola, it, like you know, Bill Clinton has a couple or something. I like, and he he's he's shown up at it, like events wearing them and stuff. And even Hillary Clinton. See, so. that motherfucker's got Richard meal money. What's doing wearing a fucking Shinola, <laughs> dude? Yeah, yeah, he put his he put his Panerai down for a Shinola at some point. Come on, Slick Bill, <laughs> just keep the Panerai on, man. It's, it's okay. All right. <laughs> it's okay, dude. Was it yeah, him? Yeah. Was it one of the, so one because there have been a few watch presidents. Was it him or someone else that just wore an iron like a like a, a, a Timex Iron Man the whole time? It was office? him. It was him back back <laughs> That's so back cool. before back before Bill Clinton uh, Bill Clinton ascended uh, to to the master watch race and. Uh, <laughs> He he would wear the Timex Iron Man with the uh, with the suit, you know. Doesn't um didn't Obama wear a citizen? No, yeah, no, he wore something. Well, Obama had some kind of like Vulcan watch that they make. Well, they, they give all they give all presidents the Vulcan, don't they? Yeah, but he had one, and like. And the brand, the brand made it for like the Secret Service agents or something like that. And okay. Then he would, and then he would also wear one. It was a very, very like burly, like masculine design compared to something like a cricket, you know, which is like yeah. I was picturing a cricket when you said he had one. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, a lot of a lot of the presidents have have had the cricket, and actually, I think the company was sold recently. Oh no! Else. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, they, they were, they were, the company, the brand was acquired again by an unnamed um, entity, and I think, the same fuckers that bought Breitling for a billion dollars or whatever, or whatever. We, the fuck we don't paid. know yet. We just know that they're in Luxembourg somewhere. Jeez. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, maybe we'll see new watches from them. Maybe, maybe that's a good sign. Maybe there's uh, better financial uh, guidance um, to to be experienced now. But yeah, that's that's another. I don't, not an American brand, but, you know, kind of associated with, you know, yeah. the presidents and stuff like that. In a similar situation with the Omega Speedmaster, you know what I mean? The Vulcan Cricket has a has a really interesting history within America. I mean, uh, I think Truman wore the first one. Was it, what, 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 was it Truman? I think it was Truman. Yeah. He wore he wore was. a cricket. Really, I mean, I don't understand why. It's so the, 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 the Vulcan Cricket, for people who don't know, is a really, really cool watch. It's an alarm complication. So basically, if you look at it, it looks like it has a GMT hand, but it's actually a hand that you set to where, you, like let's say you want to, to your alarm to go off at 2 p.m. 
you set it to 2 p.m. When the time reaches that, what happens is basically um, there's a little hammer that gets activated by the movement and it hits a little buzzer, um, usually on the case back. And so the watch vibrates. It sounds like a bunch of crickets. Not one cr- It sounds like, like a wave of crickets if you've ever heard one. It's just so cool. It's it's it, it's almost like the poor man's minute repeater if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. I just I just don't know why alarm complications aren't more popular. Well, one of the more iconic ones I think that most people will actually like probably the second one after the cricket is probably the the pole jot signal. That's a really cool alarm complication watch. Yeah, Tudor Tudor tried to uh, kind of reissue one and it, it really didn't really it didn't really work out. It was Come a lot people around around the time when they came back to the states and it just people people weren't having it you know it was kind of like the north flag situation it just it didn't stick i don't i don't think they make it anymore i tend to find that people ruin everything good which is why tudor has fourteen thousand different black bays and <laughs> only one north flag and only one ranger and they don't get any attention because people apparently only want black bays yeah you know but uh you know i mean with with uh, I guess the desire that people have to, to like just own Swiss watches or Japanese watches or something, like is there is there even hope for for trying to start something up in the U.S. again? I think yes, but you have to be real in that you won't get as big as Rolex because so this just occurred to me also. I think the reason probably gravitate the reason folks gravitate towards Swiss is because there are I mean you can probably fragment this into many many more different. Kind of buckets but there are really two types of watch buyers there are passion watch buyers michael like you and i and there are status watch buyers you know what yeah. I mean? swiss yeah. watches are status watches if you're starting a brand in the u.s do not try and be a status watch it's just it's unrealistic it's also not really the best financial thing as we're seeing these days you know what i'm saying in my opinion um um I mean, it maybe. depends. It depends on the times too, man. Because when my dad got into watches, he got into watches at around the time that the quartz quartz crisis was happening. Mm-hmm. And you know, my dad has an old Seiko today, and just in his mind, because he was getting into watches at that time, actually the Seiko was the status watch. It was better. You didn't have to for, for the was, times. Yes, quartz. that's a good. That's a good point, actually. That's a very good point, actually. Yeah, so I think that stuff will change. I, th- I think it will change. I just think it's extremely difficult. Just like whether you're trying to to position it as like a status symbol or not, it's just extremely difficult to get that fully integrated manufacturing in the United States. Um, I think I think that's why it's almost like you have to try and build the brand with blinders. Don't try and have it be. Don't try and anticipate what it's going to become. Just focus on the products. I think maybe that's what we've lost because. These days, especially in this country, when you do a business, you have to have a business plan. You have to have a one-year plan, a two-year plan, a five-year plan. You have to go into it with the understanding that in the first five years, your business is 90% likely to fail. You won't make money for a long time. We're so future-oriented that we don't just do the day-to-day and focus on the product. Like I think that's why I'm just so enriched on working with Rivka, with this brand I'm trying to build out. I'm just doing it day-by-day, man. You know what I mean? Like day by day, I'm trying to make as much of it as I can because I'm trying to avoid the same types of roadblocks that another brand in this country would potentially run into in that, well, it's just cheaper if I, you know, get a business projection up, have uh, have a business plan of twenty to 30000 find some investors, have a fulfill overseas, and just do it like that. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't right. want to do that. I want to try and make like literally everything I did. Everything I can, I want to try and make it myself. So I feel like well, if you had more American brands with that type of mentality, maybe it would work. But at the same time, some of them aren't in a position to do it. I, that's why I keep going back to Nick Harris over at Orion Watches. He's actually a watch technician. He's actually a watchmaker. Yeah. If anyone yeah. can do it, he can do it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I'm, you know, I, I always keep a close eye on what he's doing, um, you know, especially he's he's here in Seattle also. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, and I mean, I as bleak as the situation might be, I I, I will be more excited to see uh, sort of like an uprising of American brands, um, you know, if and when they come. Well, maybe in the same way you were talking about how Seiko came and changed the game for what a luxury watch was, maybe something will happen again and change the game. And somehow um, there'll be a position for American-made watches to enter that market. You know what I mean? I was almost going to say smart watches, but I, you can't call a smart watch American-made. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. It's, it's, about, it's about as American-made as my iPhone. You know what I'm saying? Dude, if a smartwatch was American made, it would cost like a million dollars. It's like that. It's like that Mac Pro that Apple makes now. That's like American made. The trash can. Have you seen it? No. Things like dude, things like ten grand, dude. It's Why? ridiculous. What? That's crazy. Anyways, but as we kind of prepare to wrap wrap up the discussion, you know, like like I said, I I think it's a tough situation for American watchmakers. I think I don't think we're necessarily experiencing a renaissance that renaissance like they are in 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 britain with like you know british watchmakers and stuff like that i think right. we're further i think we're further gone <laughs> i think it's worse over here um but you know i for one would be happy to see more you know yeah yeah no same here i i think this is, uh, i would love to return to this topic because i think there's just i don't know I feel like there's more to say, especially when, you know, so if you're listening to the show and you you've, you've have thoughts on what we've talking about or if we have said something that's completely like just not jiving with what you feel, definitely let us know. Email us, DM us, you know, throw in the comments on the actual post on the website or on the uh, Instagram graphic because I think getting feedback from you guys at home, whether whether you're in the States or not in the States, would be super helpful. Like, so yeah, that's a thing. In the States, for the general consumer... Swiss made watches. Swiss Swiss made Swiss made. There it is. Swiss made watches. Swiss made like, matches. Swiss Swiss made matches. Hey, Maki matches. I'm gonna start a watch <laughs> brand called Maki watches, and it's gonna be fucking incredible. <clears throat> um, you know, Swiss made watches here. I did it again. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna power through it. Are like seen as very you know well made, so on and so forth. Like, what is the perception of a potentially American made watch outside of America? You know what I mean? That's the thing also, because I don't know how many other countries would be interested in an American-made watch other than other Americans, you know? It's hard because we have these really set in stone, like, established ideas of who makes the best, you know, X. Like, who makes the best car? You know, it's like the Germans or something, or who makes the best computers or you know tech you know japan's like at the very top who makes the best watches like everybody thinks it's like switzerland and it's you know, true so you're also fighting those like very established like uh notions that people have about the products that they buy and research and stuff like that so okay generally speaking what does america make the best of <laughs> things that kill people dude 
I shouldn't have asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) You think so? Is there like a prolific culture of weapons manufacturing in this country? Because I do my best to not be plugged into the news anymore. Oh, yeah, man. The very best. (laughs) Dude, have you you seen the F-16? I've heard of it. (laughs) I know of it. Uh, Yeah, but I mean... Yeah, it, it is. It is. Uh, it does center around like defense, you know. And uh, that's, okay, so that's we have like... to make a watch designed to go on a missile. If we can design a watch designed specifically suited to being strapped to a missile, maybe we got a chance, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I guess I, people like American cars, you know. Do they? I, I'm I'm not that much of an American car guy. I dig my Honda. <laughs> I like I like what Ford's trying to do. Ford's trying to be competitive. Companies like Lincoln are just choosing to just just choosing to sink. Being like <laughs> being like, hey guys, we're not going to do any kinds of innovations, but we're going to have really really cool like jazz music commercials with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Is that wait? Am I, am I getting confused? Is that Lincoln or Chrysler? I think he did Chrysler. Either way, you know what I'm trying to say, man. You yeah, know what I'm yeah I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. But yeah, so if you have any thoughts about the show, definitely let us know. It's a weird market right now for American watches. Um, in a weird way, I do view Rivka as an American brand, even though I'm using the Vostok 2409 movement. I have aspirations of potentially one day modifying or doing something with the movement that I do myself, because I think that's the, that's the true heart of any insert country entrepreneur you know what i mean when you do something from the heart um in a way that's true to yourself in a way that's not been uh that's not a trail that's already been blazed by other people you know and i think and in some weird way some swiss companies still do that some swiss companies do things other swiss companies haven't done like that's what happened when ublo started we we make fun of ublo all the time you know what i mean but when they started they did shit that like other swiss companies didn't you know? Yeah, they're doing pretty crazy stuff now, making their own like metals and alloys and stuff. It's actually yeah, pretty cool. I think. It's 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 super cool. You know, we shit on them, but like, <laughs> it's just funny to make fun of those guys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Other than that, I think uh, might might be a good spot to wrap it up. Okay. Um, don't forget the giveaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, we're giving so for this the two book wash snaps, two thousand follower giveaway. We're giving away a Seiko SKX. 007. Really, really cool. Um, entries aren't opened yet, but we'll tell you when it's open. Basically, all you have to do is go to the website. You'll scroll down and you'll enter. Um, you'll opt into emails. I mean, obviously, if you want, if you want the emails, if you don't want the emails, you don't have I any. Mean, like, don't feel forced to. I mean, only, only if you guys are interested. You know what I mean? You go and you enter that. You'll get a confirmation email. You'll, you'll respond to that and you'll be entered. Super, super easy. It's 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 open for people who also aren't on Instagram because I know a lot of a lot of y'all aren't. So this is just for. Anyone, anyone who listens to the show can enter. You know, you know, don't feel compelled to start an account or whatever. Um, but, but, but what else to do? Thank you so much, everyone who's been uh, giving me kind words about Rivka watches. Wasn't able to wear it for the wrist check today, but I have aspirations to wear it next week. Um, really looking forward to putting more work on it um, and just really having it be the next evolution of my urology passion. Like I don't like there. It's really weird, Michael. I don't think there are any watches on my radar anymore. Like I told you, I don't want to say the name, but like uh, uh, this watch I ordered came in. I, I ordered it a long time ago, and I just didn't. I didn't, I didn't give a shit. 
Like, I, like mm-hmm. I, I just didn't give a shit. I'm like, I, I, I got to print some watches, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I, no, I totally get you. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to building that out. Um, but, but, but what else? Huge shout out to titillating timepieces. Dude, congrats on getting into watchmaking school. Um, maybe you'll have a hand on starting the next great American watch brand. Who fucking knows, man? You know what I'm saying? We need you to be the J.D. Salinger of watchmakers, dude. Right? <laughs> Breathe new life into these fucking son of a bitch phonies. You know what I'm saying, dude? Uh, what else? Da-da-da. Shout out to, mm, here we go, Dancy21CY. Dancy21CY for kind of uh, uh, shedding some light and giving us some more info on like Braemont and just kind of how their, how their, how their revenue verticals work. I, I did not realize they did such a large segment of their of their revenue was from custom work like that. So super interesting, super interesting, super cool. Um, Am I missing anything? I think we're good. I think that's it. So yeah, you know, if you have any thoughts about the show, about the conversation, um, about American watches, uh, if you have, if, if there's something you thought we missed, like if there is a watch company right now that is in America, they're American owned, they're 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 making everything here in America, and you know they're not ten thousand dollars. If you think we missed them, you know, let us know what's up. Happy to hear about anything, anything like that. Um, but but I think that's it. I feel like I'm forgetting something. I think that's it. Definitely right. let us know if, if we forgot something because we probably did. Yeah, I would, love to, <laughs> I would love to turn this topic again. So for everyone that's in the States, happy 4th of July. Happy whatever whatever number birthday the country's on. I'm honestly not sure. I should have looked <laughs> it up before I said anything. But, you know, you know how I roll, Michael. Seam of all, my pants. You know what I'm saying? It, it's all good. I think well, uh, we're, we're good for the sign-off. All right. You go for it. I'll jump in. All right. This is Mike. This is Kaz, and you've been listening to Two Rope Watch Later.